back, everybody. Got myself here and and reoccurring guest here, Alex Breitenbach. Yeah. How's it going, man? It's good to be back. No, it's going well. It's going well. I'm actually finally back in Connecticut uh, here in my, my room again. You know, So it's good to be back uh, from a central location. I know last time I was on the podcast, you listeners, I was in the middle of a creek. Uh, and that was kind of a little... You float, you float around a lot. You've been in, uh, you know, the main states, Ohio, Connecticut, and New York. Yep. There's probably been some others in there, but yeah. Oh, back, yeah. No, no, no in... I've recorded from New Hampshire and I've recorded from Massachusetts as well. I know that. Been been all over the place recording this podcast. I'm glad I'm glad that you're back in Connecticut. Definitely much better for uh, recording purposes. <laughs> yeah. No, but, no, of uh, course. Let's get right into it. We got like kind of a reaction video. We don't really do reaction videos very much. That's a popular thing in the internet. We do more like kind of a full breakdown. But mm-hmm. Hunter Proof Neon released mm-hmm. July of 2022, just two days ago. And I was very excited for this album. Not really going to give my full opinion because I only listened to it one time through. And, uh, you know, later on, once we break down all the songs, we'll rank them and give my full opinion and everything like that but what what do we think about it what's you know i i got first on the slate here give me one word give me just one word to describe this album what 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 do you about you return i think uh I, I think the greatest is back you know uh i i know there's you know all uh all all the stuff you get uh kicks brooks and Brooks and Dunn, you know, teasing the, the reboot album and all that. That wasn't really a comeback. Like I, I, I think for for Ronnie Dunn to finally release this album shows that he can kind of make an impression on main. Like he can still make an impression on mainstream country music. And I mean, I, I loved this album. And 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 I won't, you know, give my full opinion yet. I'll, I'll probably let you go first. But you know, from my uh, return would be the word that I would use. That's funny that you picked an R word. Because I also got one, Ronnie. That's my word that I'm picking. Because yeah, this sounds like a Ronnie Dunn album. You know, we've we've gotten some in the past, and there's got two features on here: <clears throat> Jake Worthington and Parker McCollum. Very, you know, known in the industry as more of the neo traditional mainstream artists versus some others in the industry that are, you know, more country pop. Wait, don't forget about Tristan Mraz. He is not on the this album actually. We're gonna really? get to that. Did you listen to the album? Oh wait, yeah, he's not on. There is. I, I was gonna get to that. The, yeah, the, oh, the fifth song on here is "Where the Neon Lies," and I was very. They, they released the track list a while ago, and it didn't. It just said "Where the Neon Lies," and first of all, I was kind of surprised that I was gonna be on there because that was Tristan Merez's song yeah. that Ronnie was featured on. But then it didn't say featuring Tristan Merez. And so we listened to it. He's not on there at all. And it's just oh, Ronnie. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, you're right. You're right. But, I yeah. Corrected. I mean, you've, you're not wrong. You know, he's, and, and I think that he, what we're seeing, he's working with those types of artists. Uh, Jake Owen as well was, was on that one song with Jake Worthington and mm-hmm. Ronnie. And he, he, he's working with guys that are, more in that kind of style pam tillis there was the uh the ray wiley hubbard so i think he's being a little more select with the people that he works with yeah 
So I'm I'm picking Ronnie for that. I think his his fingerprints are all over it. How about how about the the biggest surprise of this album and the maybe least surprising thing? Yeah, I'll go first here. I think least surprising. Lots of bar references. We've seen that with Kicks Brooks and Ronnie Dunn, and we're seeing it now. You know, bars being referenced in the song title and just the song in general. My biggest surprise is there's not really a there's no feature with an older country artist. I thought, I don't know. I just figured there would be one song on here with uh oh battery running low. I have to plug this thing in, but uh, I'm surprised that there's not like a feature on here with uh I don't know Toby Keith or someone that's been around a little bit longer. They've got two newer guys. Yeah, yeah. No, I I. Uh... On a per, from a personal standpoint, I think the the least surprising thing is that each of all each of these songs could be hits. I think just because he well, and like you said about the bar the bar reference, I just think that's kind of Ronnie Dunn's new kind of niche he's found that he's kind of exploiting. Um, I I think that each of these songs contains a very very neo traditionalist country type of vibe to it, and and that's what's so unique about Ronnie Dunn. Um, I, I would say the most surprising thing uh, to me, like you said, is 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 yeah, there's there's nobody here on this album who is really who is old. Like you know, Parker McCollum, I didn't hear about him until last year, and then I know Tristan Mraz isn't on the album, but uh, we reviewed his song. And then and then Ronnie Dunn does it by himself here. You know, that that's crazy. I and Jake Worthington, I, I think we reviewed that song, but I don't know. I like I, I'm actually quite shocked. I would have thought, you know, because at least with the reboot, you know, with the reboot album, they had all of these like not necessarily old artists, but like kind of newer, but like not brand new, like nobody's heard of them artists that were covering their songs. They had Luke Combs, they had John Party. They had like, you know, kind of well-known artists, but yeah, I they had some guys that might've started more in like the two thousands, you know, like I think oh, yeah. they had Thomas Rhett on there, which I think probably started around in the two thousands. So yeah, I get what you're saying. No, but it's like, I think he's, I think he's trying to take a step back from the mainstream here. And, and, and you know, I may be, talking out of line but I, I i think that that is kind of what he's doing if he's not including anybody that you know he's worked closely with before and trying to really you know diversify then you know maybe he's taking a step away from mainstream maybe he's trying to you know you know forge his own sound without the help of anybody else all right so how about the and this doesn't have to be a song. It can be a song or it can just be something in general. Mm-hmm. Best thing and worst thing about the album. Okay. Um, I think best thing about the album is, uh, and, and I kind of touched on this before, every single one of these songs could be hits and like don't necessarily have to be singles off the album. Like they're not in like intentional hits that people release because they bet on them. Uh, my... Uh, chief example of that that i'm going to bring up is good bartender i love the song good bartender and that was not one of the singles as far as i recall um good bartender definitely a good song 
And I a, agree. Good bartender is is a is a solid one. I have not ranked them by any means, but that's a solid one. Yeah. I once I, I once heard the phrase uh, on a, another podcast, "sneaky banger," and it's meant to describe a song that isn't intentionally meant to be a hit, but really, really hits well and people like it even though it wasn't meant to be a single so i think good bartender is that is that sneaky banger for me on this album definitely i'll I'll just give my best one then you can maybe go to your worst my best one is quite frankly broken neon hearts i think that you know probably when this is all said and done i think it would probably is probably going to be my number one good bartender is very good as well but Broken Neon Hearts is a banger. I mean, it's just, there's nothing subtle about it. That thing was released back in February. It is July at this point, last day of July. And it is, if you look at my Spotify, my on repeat, which is like songs have been listened to a lot recently. It's like my number one through five, somewhere in there. It always is. Like, I'm always cranking out that song. That's like a song. You, you play that song on the way to work, on the way back from work, get the party started. That is just a great song. I think Ronnie Dunn sings it great. It's written great. It, you know, shout out to those songwriters on there. I, I, um, the, one of the guys actually had shared my, the podcast episode. Um, and, uh, it, it's a, it's a phenomenal song. Um, so that's, that's just simply my number one. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I, I, I hate to say it, but I don't really have anything bad to say about this album. I mean, like, I, I don't think I can really come up with a, uh, you know, a, a best or a worst song on this album. I mean, maybe, maybe The Blade, but I, I you know, I, I still, but I still like it, though. That's the thing. It's like, you know, I, I don't have like a song that I directly dislike about this album, which is what I like. So my worst thing about it is not specifically a song, but it, and I, we've talked about this before, Jake Worthington not getting much of a role on Honky Tonk Town is my worst thing because there's yes. only two features yes. on the album uh, because you didn't get, you didn't get Tristan Merez in there. So Parker McCollum, he gets a nice, uh, you listen to that and he, he gets a nice, nice portion. Jake Worthington, he's got a great voice. Get him with a longer verse so that's my worst thing yeah. is that we didn't get more out of him yeah i honestly uh in all honesty i would have liked to see like in addition to um this edition with the solo version of 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 where the neon lies i would have liked to see the original version on this this album as well just because I don't know. It, it it feels good having Tristan Mraz in there. I I, I don't know. I I also agree that uh, I like the original version better. The original version is phenomenal. I, it's 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 a top tier country song in every in every aspect, and uh, I like that I like that version better. Great great voice, more neo traditional Texas sound from Tristan. All right, yeah. well, that's. I think that's going to be it. That's kind of just the reaction. Like, I've only listened to this album one time through, and so I don't have, you know, there's there's a bunch of songs in here I don't really have a massive opinion of from just listening to it one time. So we're going to spin this album a few more times and break this thing down and, and 
and get uh i got some i got some interesting ways i think we're gonna uh rank these things coming oh, yeah. up next time so it's definitely gonna be on repeat for the next couple of weeks that's for sure